Blog Talk Radio. Flirters, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Underhanded, unscrupulous, and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. I haven't talked to you guys in forever. Feels like ages, right? Well, you know, I got to apologize. Last week we had some server trouble. And I'll be honest with you, the the server trouble really started right when I started. I like to go on. We've got a company that that carries the, the show online. So they, in fact, need to be, guess what? One guess. Correct. Online. And when they are not online, then we are not online. Uh, and so, you know, I, I go on there, I usually go to check up on everything because I've got to write out, you know, what the show's going to be about this week and, you know, throw in some, you know, uh, hashtags and things like that to get people to listen. And I go in there and I'm about, about I guess about 45 minutes out and they're down. And I'm like, it'll come back up. There's no way. They know my show schedule. You know, they always do this for reg- for for schedule maintenance. Let me tell you something, partner. Schedule maintenance means that you don't let me schedule my show during your scheduled maintenance. So I think they just had some problems. They just didn't want to admit to it. You email them. You try to call. Nobody wants to talk to you. They don't have anything. So you basically, you know, just basically said, well, I'll give it till midnight. By midnight, server's not up, and we eventually just, you know, talked to the people that work with me on the show. We called it. Said, you know, just just forget it. Just let it go because, you know, it's East Coast time. We were getting into 1 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, you know, it is Thursday night, and I do work for a living, believe it or not. And so we had to kind of call it. And I really thought maybe Saturday or Sunday. And really, you know, the further you get away, and you know what was awful? This is a really great episode. I mean, we really had a great episode, and I'd love to go back over all the things I wrote down about Frank and Bridget and Day and everything. But we could do that. It just, by the time it came Saturday or Sunday, you just kind of feel like you're, you're, you're out of it. You're out of the zone at that point. You're not quite as excited as you're on Thursday nights. Of course, that's why we do it on Thursday nights. The evictions just happened. Some of you guys on the West Coast just now getting some of that information. But, you know, when evictions happen and, you know, and you're kind of on a high and a lot of things were going on that week, uh, it's really hard to try to get motivated. And it's not you, it's me. And try to get motivated, you know, days after when things are already starting to happen again. Although this week seemed to be a little bit of a slow week, some drama, not a lot. Um, but last week, listen, you know, in a nutshell, 
disappointed Frank goes home only because, you know, I, I'm one of those people I didn't think Frank had a great social game. Uh, I think he got too lax. He got too cocky. It burned him in the end of the day. Um, and I think it burned day at the end of the day, too. Um, and so I feel like, you know, Frank wasted too much time talking about, look, his game was all about, you know, volunteering people to go up and mentioning. You can't go through this game telling everybody in the house, other people in the house, you know, naming everyone that's still there for for a possible nomination. I mean, he threw everybody under the bus according to who HOH was or who he was talking to that day, and it just eventually caught up with him. He just, I think he got cocky. You know, the the whole thing with the slap in the butt thing aside, if you can look at it from just a game standpoint, I mean, that comes into play too, not being very good at social, um, at the social part of it. But, yeah, he just made a lot of mistakes, and I just think it finally got to him. Uh, he couldn't save himself. I was hoping he'd have the round-trip ticket only because I, I thought he would go back in, maybe really fight for an HOH, win it, and maybe shake things up. Uh, you know, we, we are seeing now there's certain parts uh, part of the house that's now, you know, you come into this thing, and to CBS's credit and the production company's, uh, production group's credit, uh, they really did try to keep from large alliances happening this year. I mean, they really tried, and it just didn't work out. And, you know, again, you get this large conglomerate of people that are playing together, and people weasel their way in it, and before you know it, you've got a whole house that's calling shots. You know, votes are going one way, and for us it becomes extremely boring. Frank was going to be one of the only people I felt like that was really going to change any of that. And to see they didn't get the round-trip ticket, you know, they're always accused of rigging things. And, they, I mean, I've accused CBS of rigging things and the production uh, group, um, Grodner and all those guys, you know, kind of fixing things. But i be honest with you, I think they fix things for our entertainment. This is one of those situations where I wouldn't have been upset, really, if Frank or Day had gotten the round trip and been allowed to go back in. Probably Frank more than Day, only because I don't trust Day to win a competition. I do trust Frank, too, and I think Frank would have fought for the HOH, and I think he would have had a shot at it, knowing that he was going to probably be right back on the block. So for me, Frank getting that ticket it means a lot. Anybody now getting that ticket, it's hard to express a lot of excitement. Uh, you know, I know you guys have your favorites, but, I mean, if Natalie or Z has that ticket, it's going to kind of feel a little bit like it's not – it wasn't used on the right person, in my feeling. So we had to go through all that. You know, I really thought uh, a lot of things were going to change this week, and they didn't go the way that I would have seen them. Uh, so, you know, last week's show may not have – may have been one of those I look back 2020 hindsight, and it, w- it really wasn't – going to be a good quality show because of of what I when I looked through the notes and what I was seeing going to happen this week didn't happen. Um, So we're going to talk about this week. Hey, you know, as you guys know, I always got to tell you, you know, we're we're not really sponsored, but we're partners with Morty'sTV.com. Go over there. Enjoy the people over there. They've got several groups you can talk in. You get spoilers. You get I think they have some feeds up, but you'll get, like, you know, screen caps or whatnot. It's a great group to be in. It's one of the largest groups of the spoiler sites out there. Uh, you can go to tvfanforms.net and chat as well. That's all Morty's. Great group of people. They've, they've thrown their name in, our, in the hat to, to be a partner with us. And you know what? It's, it, you know, it's well known through the group. You guys know Morty's. And it's so well known that when you kind of get that, get that mention that, hey, you want to partner, yeah, it's kind of something you jump on, and so very, very happy and proud to be partnered up with them. Uh, as always, 
you know, we'll have a line, phone line here very shortly. I'll give out the number. Uh, you guys all know what this show's about. It's the Big Brother App Show. I am your host, Sam. We did a lot of rambling before I broke in. Uh, and we talk about Big Brother, past, present, and future. We talk about everything. We talk about what happened last week to lead to this week, what happened this week, and what's going to happen next week. We're not one of those that just sits there and just gossips about people. And, you know, we talk about strategy. That's what the show's about. And, you know, we, we air our grievances and we air the things that we're excited about. And uh, and so that's where we're at. Give a big shout to the people on Twitter. Listen, we're on Twitter. We're very active on Twitter. We want you to talk to us. Rachel Riley talking to us last night was very nice, exciting. Uh, uh, Alyssa Riley, um, you know, I think she made a comment or something, tagged or mentioned us in it. Uh, but, you know, Pist is on there, Tony M., Joanne Power, you know. Some of you guys, I don't even know who your names are. You know, you just throw that. Lori Roddy, hopefully I didn't say that wrong. Very active. Madeline Mad Dog, always active. Sometimes she disappears as she shows back up. Uh, you know, Handle I Can't, Michael Resner, Amanda, Tony M., all you guys. Thank you for, for BB Feeder, Sam, Lizza, Lisa D. You know who you are. Thank you for, for you know, mentioning us and, you know, hashtagging and, and talking back and forth. I will always be active with you guys. I will always try to respond or retweet you or like something that you've said, even if it's hateful and mean and mean-spirited and you need to, you know, go to church and get yourself right. But even with that, I'm going to retweet you. I'm going to like what you say. Your point's valid, and I'm going to reply to things. And, and you will get interactive with me. If you want to talk about Big Brother, I will respond. So please do it, Big uh, BB After Show. Uh and and so let's let it all begin. First of all, I want to talk about something, too. I feel like I'm off my game because I was out last week, but I want to talk about something, too. I want to talk about Big Brother 19 because that's such a big deal right now. And, I, and before we talk about what's going on this week and last week um, and what we foresee happening, Big Brother 19 is going to air on all access. And I do have a theory about that. You know, I didn't buy it. You guys who follow me on Twitter, I, I wasn't buying it. I think it, I thought it was just a whole other all-star hoax. People were throwing things out there, and it didn't make any sense. I mean, guys, if you think about logically how how this whole thing with Big Brother works, I mean, you know, we we know it takes months and months and months, okay, for Big Brother to get the house together, uh, for them to prepare everything, for them to recruit, for them to do interviews, for them to look through your tapes. Unless they've already got people on file, and that does happen. I think Evil Dick was on, was somebody who tried several times. But, you know, they, this is like a, a three-, four-, five-month process, right? I mean, they usually start right around the time Big Brother Canada starts, and they start pumping it out there they're looking for people. And now I'm being told to believe that, hey, you know, we're going to be able to find a couple of people in a couple of weeks here because it's August. I mean, August, this whole thing started coming out at the end of July, I mean, you're going to convince me that you're going to end the show on, like, what, September 21st, right, or 22nd, somewhere around there. And you're going to convince me that you're going to have a complete house redone. You're going to have all these people picked out that are trying out for the show while the show is on right now. And, you know, super fans. And you're going to get the name. And and here we are sitting here in, in July, at the end of July, really truly August when CBS confirms it. And they're saying, yeah, we're going to do it. Hell, yeah, we're, we're on board. You know, we need you to try out. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. I don't see any dates for people that are supposed to show up. 
I don't see any locations where people are supposed to show up. Something doesn't feel right about this Big Brother 19. Now, I did say that there are some people that have told me are speculating. I don't want to say told because that's not really true, and these people don't carry a lot of weight, so please. But a lot of speculation was that's a Big Brother All-Stars. How else are they going to do this? They don't have to – they could go ahead and lock all the All-Stars in at the beginning, of, you know, a couple months ago. That Hey, can you play in fall? It's going to be an online thing, and the All-Stars say yes. Then our friend Rachel Riley says, hey, that would be great. That would be fun to watch. We can all hope. And I'm thinking, well, if you're not on, I know she has a baby, but certainly, you know, there's things that can be worked out. Uh, and, you know, I think Riley, love her or hate her, she's somebody that you really have to put in this thing. You know, I know Dan just had a baby, and I don't know if Dan would come back. But an All-Stars for me is going to be really hard to pull off right now. I just think people are so busy with their lives. People have moved on. Players have moved on. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be really tough. And I'm a little nervous of who they would even get on a list. So with everything being evident, okay, with us looking at all of the pictures and, and the evidence of what we're seeing, it's a very confusing moment in the Big Brother history. Because we're seeing, you know, no real follow-through of, of, of real casting or anything. And i got to be honest with you, I don't see how Robin is going to cast this. She's busy with Canada right now. She's got to head into Canada casting. She's got to get it done before, I think, like February. So, I mean, she's hot to trot. She's working on all that. She's in Canada. I'm sure all of her resources will be up there. So they're going to have to, in my opinion, I, and I don't know a whole lot. I know some. But I think it's going to be really difficult, you know, who are you going to hire to cast? Of course, they have casting agents, but that know what people are looking for. So I kind of think if it's not an All-Stars, and I think that's doubtful, uh, although, you know, it really would make sense if it was. But what I think is going to happen is it's going to be a 10-week season. And the other thing is, you know, I was, I was kind of questioning myself about this. And I was kind of telling people, there's no way this is going to happen. Why would Big Brother compete against – Shows like The Walking Dead, which will start in October, which everybody knows on Sunday nights they're going to dominate. Why would you put out a show during the time Walking Dead comes back on? And not only that, but football, Sunday night football, Thursday night football. Look, I'm a football fanatic. I play fantasy football, watch college football. My house is football from, you know, the, from really the, the beginning of August when preseason starts all the way up until January. And so – you know, for me, there's a lot of households that are the exact same way. And it's it's confusing to me what's going on here. And then you add in the holidays, because don't forget that when you start this at the end of September, you know, October's coming. Not that Halloween's a big holiday, but people that might play that have families, you know, that's a hard holiday to miss when you have kids. Then you've got Thanksgiving. That's a tough holiday to miss with family. You're going into Christmas. It's just an odd time to do this. And so, you know, it's really doubtful, and I'm still scratching my head, but I think that it comes down to one major, major thing, and I want you guys to consider this. I think Big Brother 19 is a test for Big Brother going permanently online. There's a situation that's going on here, and if you're, if you're somebody who's above a certain age and you don't understand this, I get it. My parents don't get My mom is a Big Brother fanatic. She got me in it when I was young. She loves the show, but she's confused, too, because there's a movement of TV programming that's going online. And that doesn't mean watching it necessarily from your computer. These Amazon Fire Sticks and these Rakus and Apple TVs are becoming a big part of entertainment. And you can watch shows that you want to watch, you know, 
Hulu is a, is, a, is a program that keeps shows up to date all the time. Sling TV is like cable on, you know, on Internet. Um, and you've got all of these options as, and movie channels and documentary channels. I mean, everything now has an app on these little, you know, TV machines, Raku and Fire, Fire Stick. And I think that what we're going to see is a move for, for programming to, to go to, you know, online. I mean, if you look at Netflix and some of the success they're having with a lot of the shows that they're doing, you know, it's a lot of low-budget stuff that they're able to put out, get a lot of advertising dollars, and get a, a, large, a large viewership for. Some people are paying Netflix to get on and watch The Orange is the New Black or to be able to watch the back catalog of um, House of Cards. So these are things, you know, Arrested Development. The list goes on. I mean, they just had that one uh, that was on there. Now I know I'm rambling, but they had the Stranger Things. If you haven't seen that, that's a fantastic little mini-series show that I think that they're going to continue on, and people are raving about it. So I think CBS looks at this and says, now I'm charging everybody $6 a month to watch live feeds, because that's really where they're getting their money from. They're getting it from us. They're getting it from people that are doing the live feeds and who want to get you know advanced information about Big Brother before it starts. Why don't we just put Big Brother on, see how many viewers we get, see how much increase in income we get, Six dollars per, you know, basically per person who's watching a month to be able to watch Big Brother, and let's see how much revenue we produce. Now, you may say, well, what about advertising dollars? Well, number one, you're talking about six dollars a person, and yes, I get it. They get six million viewers on average every episode. However, there's no real kickback other than advertising that comes from that, and they know that you're DVRing and you're fast-forwarding. Even in the live shows, you're going to let that record. Don't, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You're going to let it record for about 15 minutes. So you're going to turn it on, you're going to fast-forward, and you're going to be caught up. And then you're going to be able to fast-forward through commercials. There's nothing worse than when you, you prematurely start the DVR Big Brother show, and you catch up, and you're stuck with commercials. And they know we're doing that. They know we're fast-forwarding through it. Advertisers know they're fast-forwarding through it, and advertisers are saying, look, you're charging me an arm and a leg to advertise on CBS, but your people are fast-forwarding through us. I don't want to pay that much. But if you notice one thing when you go on CBS and you watch, let's say, you want to watch an old Big Brother season, and I like all access. I'm not bashing it. But if you want to watch an old season of Big Brother, you're going to sit through a couple of, a couple of like maybe four or five breaks where you're going to be stuck watching two- to three-minute commercials, and you will not be able to fast-forward. I think Big Brother 19, to put a bow on this and wrap it up, is all about testing out the waters to see if Big Brother can go permanently online. Now, I don't have any insider info. I'm not with Celebrity, you know, Dirty Laundry or whatever it's called. I'm not with Reality Blurred. I'm just telling you from my gut instinct what I see happening. And, you know, I see it as people being tested in a test group of a 10-week show that's very popular for them. Let's be honest. When you look at the numbers compared to Survivor, they're not as strong as Survivor. Uh, you can cut it any way you want. You can look at the numbers. Survivor's a much stronger show viewership-wise than it is Big Brother. And Big Brother sits on that 6 million viewership. And although it captures its time spot, it's not killing it like it was years ago. It's in that spot where, hey, I think, I'll be honest with you, I think American Idol got canceled for less, less viewers or for more viewers than, than Big Brother gets. If I remember correctly, I think I looked that up, and American Idol was still pulling in like 10 million plus, and Big Brother's at six, and it's on three nights a week, and that's exhausting for the for the network. So 
so now they're going to try to do this. I really think Big Brother 19 is a test to see if we're going to go for it, to see if we're going to chest the bone. And I'm going to. I'm going to. Sign me up. I'm paying the $5 a month. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I, I, I will watch Big Brother 19, and we will do the show based on Big Brother 19, depending on how they do this. They're going to have to give me an episode three days three days a week, something. If they, if, I'm kind of confused on how this is going to happen. But if they do three shows a week, kind of like they're doing now, we're, we're going to do our show too. I mean, I'm not going to skip Big Brother 19 unless it's just where you're just watching constantly kind of thing and evictions at 8 o'clock and, that, you know, there's no real edited show. If that's the case, we're probably going to be out of luck. But, you know, they say they're going to do 20 in the summer. In my opinion, 20 is the all-star season. If you don't do it by 20, kiss it goodbye, it is gone. Of course, here we go, bringing back vets again this season. They're hurting themselves by doing that. I don't see how an all-star season can be done. I know it breaks all of our hearts. It's going to be done. It's going to be done at 20. And maybe 19 is just cramming in 19 to get 20 ready for next season. They want to get the all-stars locked in, and so they're going to go ahead and knock 19 out. But my suspicion is that this is a test to see if we're going to buy in to all access and pay the $5 a month. Uh, And I think that's what Big Brother 19 is going to be all about. But let's have some hope here. Big Brother 19 might be a situation where they're going to be a lot more lenient on who they bring in the house. They may be willing to take more risk. They may be able to, to go out and break more characters and say, you know, look, we're not looking for the nerdy girl. We're looking for some crazy people to put in this house. I understand the game, but they're just nuts. You know, they do that on Big Brother UK, and it's, it's some of the most entertaining stuff when they just bring in crazy people uh, and let them play. But, you know, maybe they're going to change it up. Maybe they want more strategy people. Maybe they're going to fill a house filled with, you know, strategy-based fans that are like Vanessa and like Derek. And the seasons are going to get better as they go online because they're not having to do anything that the network normally has to stick to. Um, so that's going to be interesting. And maybe they'll do more themes that are a little bit more challenging for people. You know, Blood versus Water has been mentioned before. So it's very possible. Look, I rambled on about Big Brother 19, and that actually worked out perfectly. You got your commercial. When I come back, don't fret. We are going to talk about what happened this week. We're going to talk about what's going on. We're going to have the power rankings. Everything's going to move just like it always does. Hang in there, folks. This is the Big Brother After Show. One commercial, and we'll be back in less than two minutes. Visit Buckin' Blueberry Hill, where this year the blueberries are as big as Buckin' Quarters. While you're out at Buckin', pick your own Buckin' Blueberries and Buckin' Apples. Enjoy fresh homemade Buckin' ice cream made with Buckin's own Buckin' fruit. Take home freshly baked Buckin' pies, pastries, and other Buckin' goodies. Freshly picked vegetables grown right on the Buckin' farm. Buckin's Blueberry Hill. Drive seven miles up Peninsula Drive and take a Buckin' right. Buckin'sBlueberryHill.com Fucking A.
All right. Got to clear up. I, you know what? They give me these commercials. Uh, the people that help me put the show together, they send me the advertising. They want me to put it on. I want to make sure that everybody understands who's listening on this in a loud volume. That is Buchan, B-U-C-H-A-N, blueberries. Creative ad, probably going to get me in trouble and fined. Uh, I'm probably probably in trouble with, I don't even know if the FCC runs this, but I'm sure they do. I'll probably get some letter in the mail. It is Buchan, B-U-C-H-A-N, blueberries. Buckins Blueberry Hill, very creative. Listen, 1472 Nelson Road, Traverse City, Michigan, 49686 is their zip code. Give them a call, 231-223-4846, and get you some Buckin Blueberries. I mean, you know, sometimes I don't get to listen to these things before they get to me, and they just put them on. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention with you guys on the Big Brother 19, I did a poll. I always try to do a poll a week uh, for the show. And my poll question for you guys was, uh, you know, being that Big Brother 19 is going to be on All Access, which is a $6 payment out of your checking account every month, are you going to buy All Access or you won't buy All Access? Do you feel ripped off that this is happening? Are you gang, you're gang ho, you're ready to do it, and, you know, send in your vote? I think I gave it like three or four days to vote. 52% of you said you will not buy All Access. There's a lot of anger about Big Brother 19 doing, going to uh, you know, all access and going online exclusively. A lot of people are upset with CBS. Uh, I can tell you, now, in their defense, the $6 a month, I've paid it, uh, and you really do get some good quality stuff. I mean, you get a lot of interviews. You're going to be able to – oh, we're going to have the HOH winner. Um, we'll have the HOH winner uh, as soon as it comes up. I don't think there's one yet, uh, but I get – Notification pretty quickly when there is one, and so when we get it, we'll announce it online, uh, on the air if it if it's done by the time we get off. But uh, you know, you do get some quality stuff with that. You can go back and watch seasons all the way back to season one. They're in really good, really good high definition. Uh, you know, you don't have to go on YouTube anymore and search for this part one and part two of season six. You can go on there for six dollars a month and watch any season you want. And if you're a fan and you've been a recent fan, I really do encourage you to buy All Access and go back and look at some of the older seasons uh, and take a look at those. I mean, particularly Season 3 is great. Season 6, uh, 4 and 5 are pretty good. 6 is great. Uh, you know, 7 All-Stars is one of my favorite seasons ever. Eight's a great season with Evil Dick. 10 with Dan. Those are seasons that are, are unlike anything that you see now. It's r- really strategy-based seasons. They're really fun to watch. Um, and they're a great cast, too. There's some really great cast in there. Um, so go on there if you haven't watched. You know, I've never seen I've started in 14, and you know, I've never seen You know, the All Access, I think, is going to actually help people kind of learn the game a little bit better and see what the game really was because it has really, really, really transformed from, like, season, like a, season 11 through 18. It's a way different ballgame, guys, than it was before that in seasons, you know, 2 through 10. So I implore you to go check that out. The other poll that we put up was, you know, I, and I was driven to do this. I said, you know, I just don't like anybody else I, I, on this show. I, I watched. Um, I, I was excited about this season. I really liked how it started. I liked the teams. I loved Roadkill. I liked some of the vets that were brought back. We had some drama early on. There was a lot of division in the house and people kind of picking sides. And it kind of fluttered out. But – I liked the beginning of the season, but now I'm to a point where I don't think I'm cheering for anyone, and that became more and more prevalent as I was watching, you know, the live feeds for this HOH, 
and I think it was Polly Z, Natalie, Polly Z, Natalie, and I think Nicole was up there. I can't remember who the other one is. And I'm watching them go around in the circle, swinging, swinging, swinging. Oh, Victor. I'm watching them go around, and I'm going, I don't care if any of these people win. I don't care. I don't care. So the Twitter poll before this, because I had an inkling this was coming, do you like who's left in this house? Is there, do you, you, there's somebody you like in this house still that you just love to death that you're cheering for, or do you hate everyone? How about 68% of you said that you hate everyone? And you know what? I'm pretty much with you. I, th- I think this season has turned out to be a very immature season, not like 15. That was embarrassing. But I think it turned out to be a very immature season with a lot of control freaks and a lot of people that really didn't know how this game was played. I mean, you can see kind of how Paul has, won, has acted uh, and feeling like nobody can campaign and that it is what it is and everybody should just shut up and leave it alone. And so, you know, it's one of those seasons where it is really, really, really difficult to like too many people. And it looks like almost 70%, 7 out of 10 viewers agree with me. That is some scary stuff, which might end up being great for Big Brother 19 if they kind of break the mold and do some different stuff in casting. Uh, now, what do we have happen this week? We know HOH. Paul wins it, uh, wins the ball balance challenge. Um, as we're not surprised, Day, Natalie, and Nicole suck at it. There's no surprise there. Those three girls are having a hard time. Now, Natalie and Z, of course, are still, as far as I know, we're still up. Um, but they were up when I came out to do the show. So, you know, where's Nicole at? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Nominations end up being Bridget and Polly. Now, the one thing I, I, I didn't like here was that I, I actually think Polly deserves the win at this point. I mean, just give it to him uh, unless somebody gets wiser. It's amazing to me. He's in my power rankings. He's high up. And just the guy just continues to save himself and just look like a good guy to everybody. And no matter how many wins, nobody really wants to take him out. So my thing with Paul was putting up Pauly as a, as a pawn was the most ridiculous thing ever. This is one thing I can guarantee you. Now, I don't know about the people in the house. I can't promise you. But I can tell you this. If I'm playing that game and Pauly is sitting up there tonight, Pauly is – I'm doing everything this week to get Pauly sent home. He's got too much power. He plays too well. He probably will win this HOH night, for all I know. I'm kind of in the blind. Uh, you know, send me a message if you know who's won. But, uh, you know, he's winning everything. If he's sitting up there at the end of this thing and the POV is got by Devon or, you know, maybe somebody who's not going to use it, you know, I mean, most of the house would. I mean, Dave would probably be the only person I can think of that wouldn't use it, um, without probably without a guarantee of Nicole going up. But, yeah, if that doesn't get used and somebody wins it and says, you know what, I don't want to rock the house. I just want to not use the veto and leave it alone. I think Polly's in real danger. Pawns are not great players. Pawns are sleepers or, or floaters. Pawns are people who sleep through the game. Pawns are people that if you lose them in the cut, in the, if it backfires and you lose them, it's not a loss. They're the Spencers, okay? Uh, you know, no offense, they're the Johnny Macs. Those are the people that you put up as a pawn. They, not that Johnny Mac was floating by any means, I'll get hate mail, but they're just people that are non-effective and really not connected to a group. You can put them out there, you can put them up. If you lose them, you lose them. But they're the kind of people that seem non-threatening to everyone, and you can pretty much get the boat that you want. That was a dangerous, dangerous situation to put Polly up there. Very dangerous situation. It worked out in Polly's favor. As we know, he wins the POV. They renom Day and Bridget. Bridget? 
they renamed Day and Bridget to go up. Now, I am so confused all this week, and I even asked you guys on Twitter what you thought. I'm confused on the fact, very, very confused on the fact that Bridget is a threat right now. You would blow me away for Bridget to be a threat. Yes, I know she won a veto, and I know she won an HOH, but she has a bum knee now because I think she bummed her knee out in the HOH competition or either in the POV, but she's got a bum knee now. Where I know that she messed up her ankle from trying to body slam with, with Frank, uh, so she's injured. Um, and she's just a very non-threatening person. I don't understand the hate that Michelle has for her. I think that there's something in Michelle that is just not good. I think, I'm not saying she's not a good person, but I think there's something deep down in there that we're starting to see happen now with her, where she's starting to crack a lot. And I just think that Michelle has got some instability issues and I think Bridget somehow threatens that. I have told people in the past, there are just people who are nice people. I truly think Bridget is a nice person. Whether or not you think she's a good player, it doesn't matter. I think she's a good person. And when you hate good people, when you truly hate somebody who's a good person, that really is a reflection of you. And I mean that with all my heart. If you find yourself hating someone because they're nice, and you're like, oh, it's a facade, they're fake, nobody's that nice, nobody's that nice and you hate them for being nice, you dislike them, you despise them for being nice, that's something that's wrong inside of you. And I'm just being honest and bringing it down to earth. And Michelle treating that way, and I'm starting to see some things with Michelle crack emotionally, there's something with Michelle to make her dislike Bridget that much. However, the rest of the house confuses the hell out of me why they think Bridget is a threat. She's non-threatening. She's alone. She's willing to work with whoever wants to work with her. And, and her being the person they want to send home, especially Paul, Kind of surprised me. Now, as we know, Paulie gets in Paul's ear, gives him good advice. Day is the bigger risk. Let's get rid of Day. We don't know when we're going to get another shot at her. Let's get a shot at her. And it ended up, I think, being the right move. Although it makes a boring move uh, for boring move for us as viewers because we we, we need some action. Uh, but I will say, Paul's ego's gotten the best of him. I think it's going to end up being something he's got to curb. Uh, I thought his HOH would be one that would actually push people away. I thought Paul would drive everybody so crazy with the your boys and, you know, the friendship thing that's getting on everybody's nerves. I mean, it's getting on viewers' nerves. I liked Paul, but Paul's just killing things sometimes for you, uh, you know, when you're viewing him. Yeah, and I think he's a little hard-headed. And I really thought the HOH was going to be something that hurt him. Uh, and Paulie comes to him, kind of says, this is what we need to do a day, blah, blah, blah. And there's a lot of rejection from Paul. Paul thinks it's too early. I mean, we should, he's got the Nicole syndrome all of a sudden. It's always too early to get rid of a big threat. Um, and he doesn't seem to be able to readjust his targets and his sights. So we've talked about how important it is. And we've seen it happen with Day and Frank. You've got to be able to readjust your sights on something, on something else. If you continue to obsess and obsess and obsess, it ends up costing you a lot of times the game. And we were starting to see that kind of with Paul. Uh, I think him looking for a pawn and nobody really wanted to do it showed real, the real commitment of that group. I don't know that it's as tight as they're saying it is. Um, so I just think that Paul was going to possibly ruin his game. And what he did was actually make his game much stronger, and I will give Paul tons of credit. 
I think Paul made his HOH a really good one. I think he did everything he was supposed to. What a goodbye message tonight. That is the way you play a goodbye message. I don't care if you are in the know. I don't care if you hated the person going home. I don't, if they're going to jury, guess what? You're playing like you've been blindsided as well. And if you can't play it as if you're blindsided, then you play it as you were forced to do it that way. The house was forcing you to do it. And I'm telling you, Paul played that goodbye message exactly the way he needed to. He was in on day going home. He finally kind of believed what Paulie was saying, and he's on board for it. And he says, okay, fine, let's get rid of day. If that's what you think, then I can see that. And day set herself up. She began to get very paranoid, began to throw people under the bus to Paul. I think Paul started to sniff that she was a very unreliable person, that she was very snaky and sneaky, which is what you kind of have to do, but you have to know when to be snaky. And I think Day was just too snaky for him at the end of the day, and he ended up going along with Polly and saying, yeah, maybe she's the one that does need to go home. Uh, so it, for it to be a break, a make or break for Paul, I think Paul came out very well. I think he's smelling like roses. I think he's safe. I think he's in good hands. I, you know, I, he's definitely painted himself very well with Bridget, who he was after. Another really smart move by Paul to paint himself really good with Bridget and say, look, you're going to be good, but I need you to play. Paulie doing the same thing. I think Paulie and Paul are, are, are going to be safe if they go to if they go to the end with the jury because a lot of people are going to think that they weren't out to get them and they just got caught up in it and it wasn't really their call. And at the end of the day, it is. So i got to give Paul a ton of credit. It seems like, too, in this HOH that Paul's able – to almost organize the guys to kind of troop up. And it seems like as you're – and this is a slow week, so give me, a, give me a little bit here. But it seems like Paul is able to now solidify something with Polly, solidify something with Corey, maybe a little something with James, but definitely something with Victor. And they're kind of going to this guy mode thing, and these women are going to be in serious trouble. And Nicole – I think Corey's going to be willing to dump Nicole in a heartbeat I, we've already seen Paul, uh, Paulie talking about dumping Z. James ain't dumping uh, Natalie. Never going to happen. But he's going to talk like he is. I think the rest of the people are going to figure out that he's not going to do it. But to give Paul credit, his HOH was a considerable success on the fact that he really didn't get his hands too dirty, the, despite the fact that he got a big player out. He kind of he kind of patches that up, makes it go really good put some decorations around it, makes, him, makes himself look good to both nominees, which is, incra- which is just I- incredible. To make yourself look like you're the, you're the guy who didn't want this and you're the guy who put him up. I mean, he's the one that put up Day. You know, I thought his explanations for it were awful. But at the end of the day, uh, I think Paul really comes out smelling good on his HOH. Uh, Bridget. Uh, we just talked about the nominees. Bridget, Bridget's a weak duck right now. I just, she's not a threat. We've talked about that. I think she's been a, I think she's really been treated unfairly. I think the fact that she has shown loyalty to Frank makes me intrigued to work with her. Uh, yes, she's injured, but at the same time, I kind of see somebody there that is looking for anyone. She trusted Polly. She trusted Paul. I think Polly and Paul should really take a really deep look at Bridget and say, you know what? I think she'll do whatever we want her to do, just as long as we keep her around for a little bit. And I think they need to work a little bit more with her if they have their final two. I understand they have probably a final four all guys, but you need to solidify a final two. And if it is P&P, 
then POP, PMP, I think, needs to use Bridget a little bit to their advantage, like they're using Nicole, Corey, and Z to their advantage. So if you've got a final two deal, and this has to start happening soon. I mean, you're going to start getting some really solid ones. So I don't think Bridget is over yet. I think Bridget's good. Uh, I think Michelle's going to absolutely crazy herself out of the house soon, and I think it's going to maybe protect Bridget. But I think it's time for Bridget to make a move to say, look, I appreciate what you guys did for me. I want to work with you. I want to do whatever you need me to. I know that eventually I'm going home. I know I'm going to go home, but we're in jury right now, and that's fine with me. But I would like to last a little longer and stay around for a while, and I'd like to make some moves in the house with your help. Can I be of service in working with you guys and helping you guys get to the final two? Because it's obvious you guys are going to get there. Play up to it and get some soft spot for Paul and Polly. Show your loyalty like you did to Frank and maybe pull off some kind of miracle where she can be in the end. Um, but Polly, like I said, being used as a pawn, he was the other nominee. I think it was just a bad move. I think if he doesn't win that POV, man, he is in a deep, deep, well, I was about to say it, well, he, he's in deep shit. If he doesn't win that, that POV, I think Paul's the one who gets shocked tonight as Polly goes out the door if there's no POV that's being played um, and it's not used on Polly. Uh, now, brings us back to really the most important part of tonight and really the most part about this week was Day. Day, as we know, goes home. Uh, probably probably would have been a unanimous vote, but I think some people were left in the dark purposely. Um I think, you know, listen, there's something that happens with two people who fight to the death. And I think this is where Day made a huge mistake. I think with Day and with Frank, both of them made the mistake of going so hard after each other. And I do fault Day a little bit more than I do Frank here. Because I think Frank was just doing what Frank thought he was supposed to do, which is just keep alive. And he thought he was safe, he had cockiness, he was overconfident. But I think he was just saying names to see where people would catch, okay? And I think he just kept saying things, hoping things would catch on, and who, who am I going to hook on this on this fishing line? And although he wasn't getting any answers for that, and he would get, yeah, man, whatever, you know, kind of just whatever he wanted to hear, uh, Day was doing a lot of the same thing. And I think that they pretty much, I think Day's intent to turn on Frank was deeper than Frank's intent to turn on Day. They knew they were going to turn on each other eventually. That's, that's something that you know when you walk in. Not, and these people are not going to be here at the end of the day. I have to be the last one. It's a one-person situation. You can be in alliances. You can be teamed up. You can have best friends in the house. But one person wins the big money. And when you walk in, I think Day and Frank knew they're going to have to eliminate each other at some point. I think it was too soon, and I kind of blame Day for that. Uh, Day got the house going up against Frank. Frank goes home. She sets her sights on him. And what she does by asphyxiating fixi- by on Frank, and what Frank does by asphyxiating on Day, is completely ruin their games. Day is now completely exposed. Frank is now completely exposed. Frank goes home last week because of it. And Day is now going to be going home. Well, she's going to be going to the jury house, which is a nicer place. But now she's in the jury, knowing she's probably never going to get another shot again because she fought so hard against Frank that it exposed every one of her lies, exposed all of her alliances, it exposed all the things that she's been telling people, it exposed her body language towards people, it exposed her attitude towards people. And I think it was just one of those things where, you know, you see two people fight to the death, and they really do fight to the death. 
I think Day would have been smart to back off of Frank towards the end. I think Frank would have been smart to back off of Day. I think instead of Frank and Day, uh, Frank and Tiffany working together, I think Day should have approached that situation and talked a little bit more and maybe broke up the house because it didn't matter if Day lasted, guys. It didn't matter if she was going to be in the house this week. Day was going to be going home at some point, and my bet would have been easily on double eviction if she survived tonight. So even if she came back in, I think Day's still out of the house. Day just fought Frank so hard that she got extremely exposed, and really it allowed people to kind of get her quick, uh, all of her lies and everything. And you would think it would have been Nicole. I don't think Nicole's got a whole lot of room to talk. Um, but that's what got Day sent home tonight. I just think that she was overly exposed by her fight with Frank. They just wore each other down. They wore each other down. And, and that is the importance of refocusing your target. We talk about this every week. You cannot go to this thing saying, I, this is the person I'm after week in, week out. While you're planning, you know, like they say, life is what happens when you're planning something else. That's what happens in the Big Brother house is you're planning for something to happen. Something else is being planned for you. And I think that she was so disconnected from really what was going on in the house that she kind of got exposed and then she just never recovered. It was her day to go. It was her time to go. Day, in my opinion, and I get a lot of crap for not liking Day, but that's not the truth. I think Day has the intuition of a great player. There are things that Day can see going on and happening before anybody else notices it. She knew the twin twist. She knew what was going on with Frank. She knew a lot of things ahead of time just by being observant. She's a very smart player but she's dumb when it comes to her emotions, and I hate to say it. It is what has cost her both of her seasons, uh, and that's where she sits in the jury house. Um, now, i got to call her before I go there. I just want to say that, uh, you know, I'm really, really thinking that in this double eviction that we know that's coming up next week, uh, I'm concerned uh, for Michelle. I think Michelle is going crazy. I think Michelle is one of those people that's suffering from realizing that people are really seeing the kind of things she's done. I think she came in this house deciding that she was going to have a certain attitude, you know, you know, kind of be a little bit of a mean girl, and she was okay with that. Now, as time goes by, what we see is when Michelle does something mean to somebody, she really feels bad about it. She threw the apple at Paul. She put a weld on him. Paul said it was fine, not a big deal. I'm sure it hurt. But Michelle starts to break down and cry. Now, we're seeing Michelle break down and cry a lot over her body image, over how she feels in the house, over things that she's done. She's beginning to break, and I think that the real situation for her, and now that Bridget's staying and seeing that in her face, Michelle's going to really struggle, I think, this week. And I think people are going to get kind of to the point where they may realize that Michelle is not useful anymore. Michelle was useful with Divine. Michelle's not very useful on her own. She was really good at sharing information. Now, She's not really having any information, and now she's an emotional basket case. Michelle's in danger. I think Michelle's going home in the double eviction. I think her social game has been really awful. Um, I think I, I even I even suspect that they're going to pity evict her uh, just because they feel so bad for her. She's going to keep going, and it's going to keep cracking, and re- it's just going to get bad. I think uh, we saw. In fact, during the um, during the HOH competition. Uh, there is a point where she actually um, falls off and gets sick, which I would too. That's why I put it on Twitter. Hey, don't feel bad. I'd feel sick as well. 
Um, but I think that it's one of those situations where she's crying, she's throwing up, and she's crying. Um, she's crying because she's she's crying for the people that have to clean up her vomit because she got sick. And there's just something going on with Michelle, and she's cracking. And I and I really think this double eviction is going to see her go home. Uh, one last player I want to talk about. Uh, let's see. Was really with Nicole before I take my caller. Um, I, you know, Nicole's been a weasel this season. Um, she doesn't do anything to help anybody. She's kind of gotten caught by spreading a lot of a lot of stories and a lot of rumors. Uh, she's a little bit of a squeaky wheel, if you'll say. And you know, the funny thing is, is that for me, between Corey and Nicole, the funniest part of this is that I think Corey's actually the brains of the two. And you guys can laugh at that, but I really do. There are things that Corey has tried to talk her into doing, which actually were pretty bold moves. There was times when he was talking about sticking with Frank and, you know, kind of flipping the switch on day when Frank was up. Um, and so, or the week before when, when day was up, he was talking about switching over to Frank. And there's moves that Corey's willing to make that I like. And I think, I think Nicole's reluctance to make big moves is going to kind of force Corey to go more with the guys. I start starting to see a divide probably start to happen between them. And once Corey pulls away from Nicole, she's going to be a blobbering mess. I hate to be insistent like that, but I think that Nicole is another person that I could easily see going home in this double eviction. Um, and it's a scary, scary situation for her. But you know what? We, we, you know, I talked about this on Facebook, and people got upset with me. Nicole's not somebody I bring back ever. In my opinion, Nicole's one of those people I see had two chances. She did nothing with her two chances. You can argue with me till the cows come home that Nicole was in a situation where she was brought back where she couldn't do anything. I don't buy it. I think Nicole could have done something. Nicole could have made a move, and Nicole didn't in her second return. She didn't do it in her first. Remember, she was HOH, and all she did is say, I don't want the HOH. You take it. Every time she was in a position of power, she gave it up to somebody else. Nicole's not going to change, folks. You don't make a pine tree and oak tree overnight. In fact, it never happens. She's old enough to be stuck in her ways. She was not a good candidate to be brought back for this season. She was not going to be a heavy player this season, and she could surprise me and I look like an idiot. But I'm telling you, Nicole was the wrong person to bring back this season. Uh, so as we saw, we saw the eviction. We saw where the votes went. Uh, I don't think the wrong person left. I think Day was the right person to leave in this eviction uh, just because of the options that they had. Um, and, you know, like I said, Bridges useless without Frank. What's the point? Listen, we got to go to my caller here, 316-316. First of all, 316, before I take you on, I think I know who you are. You are my VIPs. Before I let you on this thing, 306-316, I want to know, are you going to pay for the all-access? Now, you probably already have the live feeds. I know you're a hardcore fan. But are you going to pay for the live feeds? And secondly, do you like anybody in this season? 316, welcome to the show. You're now live. Are you going to pay for, pay for the all-access all payment if you're not already? If you weren't, would you? And do you like anybody left in this house? <laughs> These are such great questions, Sam. Number one, I do not pay for live feeds. The only live feeds I watch are Big Brother After Dark on um, Pop. Okay. Now, okay, are that's you it. going to? The only way I will, because right now I'm pretty much in agreement with everybody else, and the idea pisses me off big time. But if it's an all-star, yes, that is the only way. And let me just stress why. 
and I'm surprised you didn't say this because it's so important right now, Sam. We All need right. a new reins right now in casting, okay? Casting right yep. now is the absolute pits. And I'm going to yeah. say, and, and if anybody else is watching right now, I'm going to say thank goodness right now for Celebrity Big Brother because I am getting my Big Brother from them. Is anybody yeah, else watching this? Like celebrity. Yes. It's fantastic, yeah, I, and the casting is fabulous. That is the Big Brother of old time that we used to have. Yeah, a think lot of about it. This is great. It's yeah. good. These people are, are interesting. They're fun. They're they're versatile. They're different ages. It's good. It's good TV. I'm enjoying watching this. I'm, I'm loving it right now. Our Big Brother, and I and I'm with you. I am so with you on your feelings of Michelle. But I'm going to agree with her on something she said. I hate this shitty cast. I agree yeah. with you, Michelle, and I throw you in on that too. Because I can't yeah, stand I mean, you either, she, Michelle. She's kind of part of it. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're right. What I hope for is in, in Big Brother 19, if we're going to do this whole new thing and we're going to break out this new era of Big Brother, then give us good casting. Give us different breaks in the casting than you've had in the past. Let's we're not going to get great casting unless we get somebody else that's going to be doing it. It's time well, to pass on the reins to somebody else. That's what's interesting. The, the the casting company who does Big Brother at this time of year is working on Big Brother Canada. They do both. They do Big Brother Canada and they do Big Brother U.S. And this is a time of year where they're going to be loaded down with interviews for Big Brother Canada. I have heard the rumor, and I can't verify this true, but I have heard the rumor that they will not be involved in casting for Big Brother 19, that it will be somebody else. So, okay. with that being said, hopefully we are going to get different types of people in the house now. We are going to get age differences. We are going to get a lot of differences. In the, I, let's hope that we're going to get a variety this season, even if it is online. I think that's where it's going to get interesting. Are they willing to really break the mold and do something really different this season and, and kind of change things because the casting people will be different? That's what's going to be interesting. But I hate the online stuff. I think that sucks. And I hate well, the paying I, for it, too. I think that's BS. I think so, but I, I really do think that, I, I, in my opinion, I really think one of two things is happening. I, I, I'm suspicious it's an All-Stars, and, I, and I, I kind of feel what people are saying about it because if you think about it, A, where's the time going to come? If you're going to start it like a week or two after this one ends, where's yeah, going to be the time horrible. to really change the house? You don't have any time to change the house. You have it put out, hey, we're going to be doing interviews in Savannah, and we're going to be doing interviews in New York, and we're going to be doing interviews in the Midwest. You're not doing – I haven't seen anything like that. So if you're skipping over any of that, who do you have in your bag that you're willing to put on this show? And a 10-week may interest a lot of vets to come and play a 10-week instead of a whole season where they can play in 10 weeks in a fast-paced season. That might be the only time I see that happening or – they are going to plan to move Big Brother online permanently, and they want to see how many people are going to pay. Oh, I hate that. Oh, man. Sam, that I think sucks, too. I think it's an absolute possibility. I think that it's possible that this is going to move to online because – and you know what's funny is that a lot of people think that, you know, you have 6 million viewers and, and not, you know, every time this show's on and that, you know, 6 million people are watching the feeds. That's not true at all. 
I think I saw one time that the report on how many the percentage of viewers who actually buy feeds is below five percent. I mean, it's only Good. like three percent of three percent of viewers Good. who really buy feeds. So I don't know what their plan is. I don't know if they're trying to really push us to a point where we'll purchase because we love the show and we'll do it. But I think what they're going to have to do, if that's what they want, they're going to have to prove to people it's worth it. They're but you know what, Sam? I loved what you said about your polls because I found it very yeah. interesting on the, what people were feeling with everything. And, and so many people, I, I'm in agreement with, with your polls. I loved hearing that other people are feeling the same way because, truthfully, yeah. I could see so many people that were paying for fees, especially this season, to cancel I wouldn't yeah. want to pay for feeds this season. I'm only because I'm so I'm so disappointed. I look forward to Big Brother all year long, and then I look at it like, and this is what I get. Yeah. This is what I'm getting for this season of Big. I it's think, such a letdown for me. I think every year, and and I will speak for I think a lot of Big Brother fans. I think every year we watch in hopes that it's gonna it's gonna be different. I think every year now we watch in hopes that it's going to be something different than it was before. And the disappointment is, is that we get the same thing. i got to be honest with you. Love or hate Frank, love or hate De- Devon, when those two leave the house, this house gets very boring to me. I'm, I'm watching people in this HOH house. It gets boring. Like, <laughs> it already it is, boring. is boring. Oh, my goodness. Sam, it stinks. It yeah. already is boring. It's terrible. It's it's like what am I watching, Big Brother or The Bachelor, Bachelorette? That's what it yeah. feels like watching this stupid I, ass you know shit. What? I'm, I'm sorry, forgive my language, but that's what I feel like watching it this season. And I want to see old. That's why I'm saying I love Celebrity Big Brother because I'm getting what I used to get from Big Brother. I miss old Big Brother. Big Brother used to be fantastic. That's what I miss. I miss the I Big did. Brother days from, from years ago. I hate well, this. You know, I felt like the casting was better, and I felt like people played more strategy. And, right. You know, I think there was a time before reality TV got so popular where people, average everyday people with some kind of talent or a lot of money, were put on TV all the time to be followed around. And we all fell for it. We did it for years, and we loved it for years, and all reality of the real world and the Kardashians. And there are so many people that were into that. It got so popular. And I think there, there's so many people that go on this show now that are looking to extend the reality life past the game. And so right. all they want to do is make it to jury. They want more TV time. They want time to get that. They want to come off this show and have people tell them, oh, you know, you should, have a, you should be in this reality show and you should be on this reality show. But the truth of the matter is is that that's kind of a situation that's dying. Reality shows are really starting to fall out. Now, this is a game show. That's different. But people being famous for reality, it's beginning to tether, tether off. And I think that we're going to have to start seeing people who are there to play. And one of the questions should be, how badly do you need half a million dollars? And if it's I need it badly, then that's somebody that moves up to the top of the list. There are people that are just not in this game for the money. They're not into this game. You know, I remember people playing this game because they wanted to be legends. They wanted to be the next Dr. Will. They wanted to be the next Dan. And now you just have people that are coming on because they want to extend, they want to have a career. These people get great money for appearance fees. Trust me, they get about six grand to go appear at a bar after the show's over. There's a lot of money to be made for, after, for a big brother person once they leave the show if they're popular. And I think that's where people are trying to do. They're trying to make these livings off of being a reality star instead of playing the damn game for what it is. 
play it, enjoy it, and play your heart out and strategize. Make but a then what about James? Because James, I thought, was going to be coming back. This is why I'm so disappointed in James, because I thought for sure he would be coming back into this game. He wanted he, – he's not looking for fame and fortune. He supposedly wanted to make a better life for himself and his daughter, and he comes into the game twice, and he does the same damn thing. That's why I, I even hate the vets coming back, because yeah. that's been a – and I agree with you, and you said the same thing when we talked two weeks ago, and you're saying exactly, and I'm not one of those that's going to be angry at you for saying how you feel about Nicole, because you are saying exactly what's going on in my mind, too. She infuriates me. I can't yeah. stand, I mean, I can't stand watching Nicole, and I'll be thrilled. Well, yeah. I hope you're right. I hope she goes out in this damn double eviction. I, I, I hope you're so right. Eviction. I think she's somebody that's going to get caught up in the double eviction. I think Michelle will be, too. That's my guess is for double eviction. Because you know how I see Nicole? You want to know my prediction? I see Nicole, and we're going to go back to the, bro- what was it, the, the brigade. And I see her being the brigade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what yeah. I'm seeing coming. I, I, this is how I'm envisioning this season running out with the dudes and the bromance. Yeah, bros all the way. And she's going to go with him at the end, and then they're going to cut her. <laughs> yeah, and the same thing's going to happen to Z. You're exactly right, because I think that Corey and, and Paul and Polly have, have actually formed a really solid three. And yes. I think James is in there, but my fear for James is James mm-hmm, he's is not, not in there. enough to you know what? He ain't I mean, in there, Sam. Look, we we saw what he said in front of Day tonight. You know, that is the second time James has slipped up when somebody who's on the block has asked him. Oh, who's going my next gosh. It's so time. stupid. This oh, my goodness. Happens. This is what happens when you sleep through the season and you're a right. player. Yes, And you're exactly. not paying attention to what's going on. <laughs> And there's a point where he becomes just a damn liability, and people have to get rid of him because he he, he says all the wrong things. Right. He says all the wrong things, and he's not right. at all. He's not paying attention to what's going on around him. And honestly, I think they're going to use James for Natalie's vote, but this group is getting thin. And I have a feeling that Nicole, Z, uh, you know, uh, Natalie, and James are low on the totem pole of people that they're going to want to keep around. And they're going to start going home very shortly. I think Michelle and Nicole are going to be the first victims of the double eviction. That's just my guess. Oh, would that be um, lovely? I, that would and, bring and, some joy for me at least, yes. Well, that would know, be good. And on the reverse, it upsets a lot of people that the females haven't played well. But you know, Yeah, think, can I we think, talk a little – can we delve a little bit on this? Because you, you asked me a question absolutely. about do you have any favorites. And I'm going to tell you something. Before the season started and then early on, I did have a favorite. I picked out a favorite. I thought Z was going to rock this house. I loved her in the interviews. I thought this is a beautiful, tough-ass chick. And she's going to take some guy and play him good, but she's going to go far. You know. And then when the sh- season started, I started out loving her. And I hated Bronte for all the jealousy towards her. Je- I mean, all that ugliness and the bitchiness because she was so right. jealous of her. And I, and I just, I was just Z all the way. I was so rooting for Z. 
And oh my goodness, look well, what's happened, Sam. And and but, just this girl, I want to jump through my TV and smack her silly. I as a woman watching her, I'm infuriated with this. Oh my well, God, her Sam. Jealousy, her jealousy. No, I'm I'm talking about what's going. Oh, just just what she's doing with Polly. This yeah. whole Polly situation, and I could go on a little bit about Polly too, because I actually talked with him. I, I'm so disappointed in this guy. We got to talk with him in blogs two years ago when Cody was oh, on. Really? We got to know. Yes, we got to know Polly. We got to know Angelina. We talked with his mom and dad, and this is a wow. really cool family. Seriously, Polly was a really cool dude, right? And even though right. Cody played a stupid game, he was very likable. Right. Okay, I can't, I cannot say the same about his brother. Watching Polly this season, I can't stand this. Oh, this condescending jerk! And then I want to kill Z because it's like, look what the way he's talking to you, and you want her to toughen up, right? He's treating you like crap, girl. You see what's going on? He's playing you like a fiddle. Come on, smack yourself in the face now, get tough, say screw him, I'm going to get back at you now, I'm going to be tough. And what does she do? Goes running back to him like a jerk. She makes herself look so stupid that there's no dignity there. As a woman watching this, it's it's appalling to me watching this. I can't stand it. It kills me. It just absolutely kills me. In my power rankings, I always do a power ranking. Z has always set what I call in the middle. She's in the sweet spot. She was always somebody who was in a, who was aware of everything going on, but at the same time kept very low. And people didn't really look at Z as a threat, but she was involved with everything. And Polly's a bigger threat. Polly would go home before Z. And what ended up happening was I think Z and Day got too close, and Z began to take on a an attitude that Day had, and. I think her jealousy, she became extremely yeah. jealous of anybody that talked to Polly. Any girl that talked oh, to Polly, she God. got extremely jealous. And I, and I think it's one of those things where it just finally caught her, and I don't think she realizes what she's doing. I don't think she knows what game she's in because she's certainly not playing. I'm very disappointed in the way she's playing. No, she's I playing The Bachelor you. right now. They're in The Bachelor. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what I'm watching. And, and same with Nicole and Corey. We're not watching well, Big I, Brother. We're watching a stupid idiot, The Bachelor. Only we're watching it with teenagers. <laughs> That's what, well, this is like what I hate about true. this season. The I hate it. I hate their conversations. It just it sucks for me watching this. It's like, please go to somebody. Else. When I'm watching After Dark, this is why when you say to me, are you paying for feeds? Hell no, Sam. <laughs> watching After Dark is bad enough. Because it's like I'm stuck listening to these dumbass conversations. It's like, go to somewhere else, please. I don't want to see Corey. Oh, Corey. It's like, get off of them, please. And and Bridget, I like her now that Frank's gone. Because when Frank was there, all you heard was, Frank, Frank, Frank. I don't hear that anymore. So I like Bridget now. Much better. Yeah. Now that yeah, he's gone, I- she's cool. I think that, Lynn, like I said earlier, I think Bridget is somebody who can plead to Polly and Paul. I know you – listen, you know, it's like the it's like the Br'er Robert situation. Don't throw me in the briar patch. It's a situation where I think <laughs> Bridget is smart to say, look, I'm injured, my knee hurts. I, I have shown you through Frank how loyal I can be. I know you're going to send me home. 
I know I'm going. I want to last a little bit longer, and I want to be one of the last jury members. I'm okay with that. But let me help you guys get to the end. Let me help you guys because I will be loyal. I have no one else. You guys helped me this week. I know you had a lot to do with day going home. I know that you kept me and you told me the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth, everything that I know, everything Frank has ever told me, everything I know to this game is, is going to be given to you on an altar if you will just let me work with you. I think Bridget can do that because Paul needs a partner. Even though he's got Polly, Polly has Z and Corey has Nicole. Paul really doesn't have somebody. If he could use Bridget and Bridget can get a little further, there might be a point where Bridget can flip the switch and get into a bigger situation. But she's going to have to plea bargain big time with Paul and Polly to keep going because she might make it this week. Now, here's the interesting thing, and I'll t- I'm going to go ahead and tell you since you're, on, you're, you're one of my VIPs. You, the winner tonight of the HOH is Victor. I oh, Victor don't won? Victor, Victor won, win? and I do not see okay. Victor putting Bridget up. I see Victor going after Z or Michelle or Nicole. I do not Good. see – he may use Bridget, but I do not think Bridget will be his target. Because when he was leaving the house, as Day told us when she was being interviewed at the end, she told Victor, they're going to send you home next. Uh-huh. They are Paul, Polly, and, and Corey, and Nicole. And I think that what he's going to do is instead of going directly after the guys – He's going to do them a favor by weakening them by taking Z and Nicole out. And so I think that your nominees are going to be two females from Victor. But the guys don't want Nicole out. They don't want Nicole out. They want Michelle, or excuse me, they want um, Bridget, Michelle, or, um, or, um, oh gosh. Or Z? Or Z, yeah, Z. Polly wants Z out right now. Because well, of everything that's, that's going on. Polly really wants Z out. Paul still wants Bridget out. It's, and I don't know Bridget if Victor's tough really enough well. to go on what he really wants to do, or is he going to do what the guys want him to do? See, Paul's not that smart when it comes to yeah. a lot of things. He was very, he I agree with you. Yes, his goodbye message today was terrific. That was brilliant. But he hasn't yeah. been playing a brilliant game. He really hasn't. Paul's well, I mean, he didn't even know what a veto game. was when the game when the season started. He had no idea what a veto even was. So, but he's been playing a stupid game. He's not using his head. Wanting wanting to get rid of Bridget over Day was stupid. I agree. His I whole agree. I want Bridget out. I want Bridget out, and he still does. He still he still believes Bridget's going to come after him, and the guys are telling him, "Dude, she's going to go after the girls. She hates the yeah. girls." But he doesn't listen to that because in his well, mind, Bridget, he's thinking Bridget's going to come after me. Victor being in this HOH position changes everything because it's going to come down to what Victor wants to do. Victor's been acknowledged by day that he is on the hit list. Then Victor, I believe, will also go after the females, and Bridget may slip by this week because I think Victor's got his eyes on somebody like Michelle and Nicole or Z, and I think those are going to be your nominees. With possibly Bridget might be used as a pawn, but I do not believe Victor will use Bridget as the target. And I think that's going to make Because he seems to like Michelle and Nicole, though, from what I we'll see. see. He may I hope I'm wrong. I, believe me, Sam, I hope you're right. I would be so happy. But, but, it, has, but this, it hasn't been working out this way. These people are so dumb. 
And well, I don't see Victor as listen. this tough guy. I see him Polly, being Polly persuaded by, home. you know, Polly and Paul. Polly sent Victor home. It's very possible that Polly decides that Corey and Polly are the people he needs to put up. Because really, if he starts going after the guys and weakens them, he's going to have more of an advantage because he's not so low on the totem pole at that point. But if he, if his target's Polly, which he's still going to play the POV, it's going to be interesting because we, Victor is one of those people. We would have known what Z was going to do. We would have known probably what Natalie was going to do. But, and we would have known what Nicole's going to do. I don't know that we know what Victor's going to do, and that's what's going to be interesting with this HOH. That's what about Bridge? I think you know what I think he's going to pick, put up, and 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 it's going to suck. This is going to this is my this is my prediction, and I hope I'm wrong, Sam. I want to be wrong, but here's what I'm going to say: He's going to put up, okay? Bridget and Natalie, which would be so stupid, but this is how the season has been, okay? Natalie is a very strong possibility because they have bad blood. And Bridget and Natalie, he's going to put up. Let's just see if I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I so want to be wrong, but that's what I see him doing. Let's see. And the, well, the, other, <laughs> it would the other thing is, too, if they are aware that there's going to be a double eviction, and, and Nicole's played this game before, she can forewarn, so does James. This is a typical double eviction week. It's, it's the normal time that they start doing it. Victor's got to be careful because if he takes too strong of a move on that front end of that double eviction, he could be on the back end of that double eviction when it comes back around. So he's got to be very careful because he won't be able to play in the second one. So if he makes too bold of a move this Thursday and, or this week and puts up two strong players, if they survive or they get a POV and one of them comes to say Polly saves himself, he's going to deal with the possibility of Polly winning and putting him up for revenge in that second part of that double eviction. He's not going to put so Polly up. No Rick way will he put Polly up. I think it's he won't. Be too feeble. I think it's oh, it's be definitely going to be two females. I guarantee it's going to be two females, and it's going to be two weak females that mean nothing, which which would suck. I would like to see Nicole and Michelle go. Let it be two females. I'm cool with that. Let it be Nicole and Michelle. I'd be real happy to see that. I just don't see it happening, but I'd love to see it. Well, that's how those are the two be- I would I would like to be. I would like to see both of them put up. I just Definitely. feel like Nicole offers nothing. I feel like Nicole offers Crap. nothing but song. Yeah, and, and nothing. Just, and she's been for cr- oh, and just I I can't stand her. I like I mean I liked her. She did nothing two years ago, Sam. She did nothing that season either. Oh. You know, but uh, but I didn't dislike her. And actually, I thought that her showmance with Hayden was cute two years ago. This one with Corey makes me want to upchuck. It nauseates me, the two of them. You but also, but, but you the whole thing, but it's just it her, like... her gameplay. She's just, oh, and, and oh, can we talk about one thing that killed me? When she volunteers to go up, Sam. And then she goes, oh, this pissed me off so badly. And then she's saying to Corey, can you go up instead? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. and he's re- and he's ready too. Oh, yeah. my God. I want- this is another reason why I hate showmances. It's awful. It's awful. It and sucks. You know what? Like I said, I kind of feel like Corey, in a sad way, Corey, I think, is the smarter of the two. And that's an awful thing to say. But Corey's the only one who's been willing to do things differently than Nicole. And that's what's so sad about the season is that when Corey's the brains of your of your group, there's a problem. 
And I just feel like Corey's right. the one that's calling a lot of the shots and wanting to make moves oh, that Nicole will never make. Nicole will never make them. Right. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. i got to run 316. Thank you so much for calling in. It's great to hear Thank you, Thank you, Sam. Felt good talking to you. Have a great night. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, you here from 316. we got a 479. 479. What do you feel about what's going on this season? What do you feel about this week? And what do you think about Victor being HOH? Who do you think will be the nominee? Personally, I think that if he was smart, if Victor was smart, that he would put up Z, definitely Z. And who do you think the other person would Do you think he's going to go for somebody weak like Natalie? I don't think he'll go for Natalie. I think Natalie is too well-liked in the house. I think that Z, the best way to get her out, would be a back door. But she's not good at competitions, as we've seen. But I think, I think backdooring Z would be the only way, especially this week. Do you think Bridget is somebody that's on his list? I don't. I think that he needs to see Bridget as an alone person. And besides Paul, he's basically alone too, you know? she If she was smart, yeah. she would go to him and she would say, hey, look, you have Paul. I have no one. You know, we should work together. And that's what they should truly, truly do if he was smart. And then I mean, I was really happy with Polly how he promised Frank that he would have Bridget back, and he did this week, even if that was for personal gain for him. But I feel Great like point. if it was if it was all a roundabout way, he would go for Z this week because he is friends with Paul, and Paul is friends with Polly. They could be a great group. But even though Polly says he has no like can convictions with uh, Z, I feel like he does still have an attachment to her. And he may say it might not be hard for him to get her out, but I think that he would have a problem with it. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. I think that I think he's when he's frustrated, it's easy to say that he'll get rid of Z. But I don't think it's a strong I don't think it's a strong move right now for Corey to get rid of Nicole or for Polly to get rid of Z because they are votes that they need right now. And they'll work together, even if they're having a bad day. It's kind yeah, of like yeah, having exactly. you know somebody has your back. So I agree with you 100%. I think strong. that Bridget is smart to go to Victor and to talk to Victor and say, look, we've got it. Let, let me work with you because she's shown she's loyal. And, and you know, Victor was told by Tiffany, trust Frank. And in trusting Frank, mm-hmm. maybe he'll trust Bridget. But it, I think you're yeah. exactly right. It's going to be an interesting HOH and I think oh, that, definitely. you know, he could very well put Z and Nicole up just to kind of take out the, the support that Polly and, you know, and Corey have yeah. in that house. Mm-hmm. But then we also have to remember he can't compete. You guys were talking about this before, but you can't compete in right. the HOH competition, and there's going to be a double eviction, which is exactly. really stressful. And, and they told him they're going after you, which isn't necessarily sure, you know. It's not a for right. sure thing. Absolutely. I think you're exactly right. I think you nailed what's going to happen this week, and I appreciate it. But let me ask you this. Are you, do you pay for all access now? I was paying for it. I canceled two days ago because it was boring watching them. It is, it is very – you know what? You watch boring. it for the competitions, and that's about it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and it's, but to be fair, if they were doing 19, I'd totally buy the all access. Okay. I'm so, so you're, I love Big Brother. 
You're 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 locked into Big Brother 19. If they they're going to charge you six dollars a month, you yeah. say I will take it, no yeah. problem. I will take it. I see. I'm, you were, I'll I'll do the exact same thing. Yeah, same thing. At the beginning, you were saying it's a jump start to season 20 for All Star. I think that was the so smart. I was like, that makes so much sense because you're right. Season 20 would be a great season to do All Star, and they're I, trying to move it along faster. I think so because I know that they. I mean, the ratings have been good this season. They're 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 they're, they're yeah. capturing their time lot, but. You know, at the same time, you're seeing a little bit of a $6 million viewership, a $5 million viewership. I mean, it's going up and down. It's not strong. And I think a, an All-Stars really makes it strong, and it's too, it might be too yeah. soon to do it right now. But I think what they're going to do is probably try to force this 19 and get it out of the way and then really yeah. lock up Season 20 for All-Stars. And if so, it's going to help out ratings tremendously because I'm going to be there, you're going to be there, we're all going to be a part of it. So I think okay. it's a strong move for them. But – do you find yourself, one of the other poll questions, do you find yourself liking anybody in the house, or do you really dislike most of the people? I mean, I love Bridget. I do. I, she's so sweet, and you were saying she's genuinely a nice person, and it's true. And I love Frank, but he's gone because he was the only person who was really campaigning for himself and going around and trying to play the game. And then they got yeah. out, and I don't – I mean, the Big Brother's house isn't fair. But that's how it was. I love Bridget, and I think Polly is a really good competitor. I like Polly at this point. I'm okay with Polly winning, I, and I'm I'm somebody who's well, not mm-hmm. afraid to say that. I have no problem with Polly winning. I think he deserves it at the end of the day. Exactly. But you know, I agree with you. And like I said, you know, I think when you know, there's a lot of hate in that house for Bridget. I mean, you know, what was so awful was that you know she, you know, and it sounds stupid, but she would make cookies or. She would, I guess she's a baker when she's nervous. And they would throw yeah. her stuff away, and they would make fun of her, yeah. you know, cooking. And, you know, and I just yeah. thought, you know, I really feel like if you if you hate a nice person that much, there's something wrong with you. There's something in your heart that's not right when you can't, when you can't like and enjoy a nice person. I just think yeah, it's a reflection of the people that, that hate her. Yeah, I just... It just It's kind of a sad thing to see. And, you know, Michelle was one of the worst, and now we're seeing Michelle crack, and we're seeing Michelle cry. Mm-hmm. She cried tonight. Yeah, <laughs> and and she's cry. having a hard time. And, you know, oh. what's going to be interesting is if, if, if Michelle has a hard time and can't get herself back balanced, I almost can guarantee you Bridget will be one of the first people that will go and talk to her and try to try to calm her down and make her feel better about herself. Exactly, because she is a sweet person. I mean, she Absolutely. Doesn't, I don't think she has a mean bone in her body. She really is a cabbage patch kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, 479, I got to run. Listen, don't be afraid to call. Okay. I really enjoyed your call, okay? So, thank you, you so know, much. Listen to me next week. Um, no, thank you. Thank you for calling because it's all about you guys calling in. This is what we want. 479, thank you so much. Have a great night. All right, you too. Folks, that's how easy it is. These people call. I love them. They're my VIPs now. And I see 479, I'm going to know. That's that's my girl. We're going to have her come on. And it, what it does is a lot of me less talking and a lot more of you talking. So don't be afraid. Write the number down, 713-955-0749. At this point, I do have to cut it off because I'm going to have to go to power rankings and tie this thing up in a nice bow. But those two callers, excellent. I love it when people call. Uh, the earlier you call, the longer I can let you go. So please call in early so I know that you're in the queue. Um, you know, we saw everything going on. You know, we've talked about strategy and a lot of great strategy from these guys, especially now that we know Victor wins the HOH. It changes a lot of things. 
I love what she said about about Bridget going and talking to Victor and saying, "Look, you're the person that's been on the list. We both know it. You were returned. You're not the favorite guy in this house because you got a second chance. You've been breezing by because there's been bigger targets, but eventually it's going to come down to you. Let's work together. I promise you, I'm loyal. Uh, I'll ride with you to the end. I think it's a smart move. I think it was four seven nine. Perfect, perfect, perfect scenario. I love what she said there. Uh, now, on the other end, I also understand the caller before saying, I think it's going to be two girls. I tend to think that's going to be it. I do not think it's – something tells me it's not going to be Bridget. I just have a feeling that he's going to look at Bridget and see her as non-threatening. And I think Victor may realize, you know what, I've been kicked out for a lot less. Might as well do something worse. And he might be a guy that's actually going to kind of go after Polly and maybe Corey or Polly and Nicole – I don't know if Polly's the guy that you put up on the block first thing. I think you've got to kind of put him in the put him in the block after the POV's being used. I know that's not an actual back door, so I gotta be careful how I use it. You'll have big brother fanatics that are jumping on you. But I think it's smart uh for, for Victor to maybe make a move right now. He's got to lessen the power in that house because he's not in a strong position. And the time's running out, guys. I mean you're looking at your watch going, Hey, there ain't that much time left. Z- jury has started. When jury starts, that means the talk, you are on the clock. And I think Victor now has to make big moves, win or lose. It doesn't matter. Big moves have to happen this week, I think, for Victor. He can take an easy road, but I don't think it helps him in the position at all. Because, you know, you can put up Natalie and you can put up Bridget. And one of them go home, that's fine and dandy. But I can guarantee you this, those two aren't the threatening people that everybody wants out. You've won an HOH. Guess what? Your target just got bigger because Polly's going to paint you as a big threat because Polly's really good at manipulating the house. Victor needs to make a move, folks. Um, you know, I had all this strategy stuff. We need to have final two and final three and final fours being made this week. I think it's going to be a strong week for that. I think you're going to see Paul and Polly make a final commitment to each other. Uh, Corey's going to probably be involved in that a final three and maybe even Nicole a final four. But as we've talked about, some of these showmances are going to start getting the scissors and the guys are going to start playing on their own. I think it's a week too early for that to happen, but I think if it happens and maybe, you know, Z or Nicole goes home, I don't think it hurts those guys very very much right now. So it's going to be an interesting week. Uh, listen, power rankings, I'm going to run through these real quick because we're running so late. Uh, not for, you know, for good reason. I mean, I love my, love my callers. So at my top is Polly. You know, despite not being HOH, he's able to get what he wanted. He's run all the HOHs really so far. Um, he influences the house really well. Everybody listens to what he's saying. And despite all this, I mean, he deserves credit for getting Day out because Paul was so focused on Day. Um, he survives every week, even though he was a pawn. Nobody even talked about sending him home if he can't. Let's try to win the POV and keep it from Polly so that we can send him home. That would have been Day's smartest move was to go ahead and start painting Polly in a corner and saying, look, if we, can get the, if we can get the POV, let's not use it, and let's send Polly home. Day didn't really take that avenue. I think it wasn't the smartest. She had nothing to lose at that point. She knew, she's smart enough to know that she was somebody that people were looking at, and uh, when it was mentioned in the HOH room about her going up as a replacement nominee, Day should have caught fire onto that real quick and started mentioning about how Polly was somebody that if they could keep him off the POV, that he would be somebody they could get home. Uh, and that, you know, she could take a huge shot at him. She didn't do it. Polly survives another week. He's still got Z. He's still got Corey. He's still got Nicole. He's still got Paul. Polly's in a really strong position right now in the house. He's also competing for HOH. 
I think he's kind of repaired things with Victor now that Victor's the HOH, but Paulie hung in there a long time. But here's the thing. Paulie meets his match with Victor. Victor's now somebody who can compete in, in competitions. Now you've got three guys that are going to compete. Throw in James. This thing's getting dangerous now. Paulie's got to start watching his back and start seeing big moves play. He did it with Day, but he needs to get competition out of the house. Victor needs to do the same. Uh, my second person on the list is Paul. Paul, uh, Paul's, I, like I said, I was 100% wrong about Paul. I thought he was going to turn people off in his HOH. He does the opposite. He brings people in on his HOH. He solidifies more of a guy's group under his HOH. He gets Devon out in HOH. He's able to redo his target and move it from Bridget. I don't know why I keep saying that. Move it from Bridget over today. Very smart move on his part to be able to refocus and be able to remove and kind of do what he needs to do. He does have some controlling issues. He does have some problems. He does have some temperament. That hopefully will curb, but I doubt it. But I still give Paul my second spot. This goes back for the last week. So, of course, with him being HOH, he's gone from target to being in an all-guys alliance that's heading into jury. That's a huge move for Paul. Big kudos to Paul despite the fact he does some things. I'm not your boy, Paul, and we're not in a friendship. But I like what Paul's doing, and I think Paul's doing the right things. And my middle spot, you know, I always have a, a middle spot. Well, actually not my middle spot. Actually, Victor, believe it or not, was on my top of my power rankings. Uh, I think he's in third position. He takes uh, 25% to return, and he returns. He beats two people to come back. He should have been the guy that was first on the block, and yet he comes in untouched. He comes in unafraid. He comes in without any fear from people that are watching him play. Normally in seasons, they want to get rid of that person when they come back. Victor slides right in and is now part of a stronger group, and here he is at HOH. I'm glad I put Victor there because I did not plan on that. He's my top three. He's in my top three power rankings this week. In the middle, I've got Corey. The middle is what I like to call my sweet spot. That's where you're right in the position where you want to be. You're not a target, but you're not low on the totem pole. You're right in the soft spot, right where you need to be, right in the sweet section of the, of the house. I put that on Corey this week. Life is really good for Corey. He continues to be on everyone's good side. He lays low, but he's spoken to and speaks to his brains of the operation between him and Nicole. I keep saying that, and it, it makes me wonder what the hell's going on. Um, but he's always doing the, he always wants to make a good move at the right moment. He has a good, good play for the game. Uh, but, you know, I think he's got to be willing to lose Nicole. If he's willing to lose Nicole, I think that – and I even have written here, believe it or not, and I, we'll see if this ends up coming to fruition. Of course, this changes all the time. But I said Victor and Corey are two people who might be sitting at the end. Think about that. Victor and Corey could easily be two people that are sitting at the end of this game. On the bottom, I'm going to give it Michelle. Michelle's just immature. It's her biggest downfall. I like Meech, but she's controlling mean. She's catty. She was upset with Paul for putting up, uh, for putting up Polly or for talking about maybe getting day out. She gets upset about it. She's going through this 180 of hating herself despite the fact that she's been really mean, especially to Bridget this, this uh, season. Uh, and I think those four walls are closing in on her. She's got some bad behavior going on, and then she's feeling guilty about her behavior. Big Meech is having some big mental issues right now. She's emotionally struggling in the house, and she's not valuable at this point. I think Meech is somebody who's going to be sitting next to maybe Nicole or going to get caught in this double eviction. I think the time for Meech is over. She had her one POV moment. 
Uh, Day was on the bottom, of course. She got voted out. The only thing I can say about Day that hasn't been said, and I really have been said, Day and Frank's battle ended up doing more damage to Day and more damage to Frank than anybody else. Day gets caught up in that. Of course, she goes home. Literally nobody trusts her. Her game gets exploded. Frank got the last laugh. He might have gone home, but he got the last laugh. Of course, you know, Day's going to get extra money for sending jury, so maybe she got the last laugh. But, you know, things come back to bite you, especially those mean goodbye messages. They're funny at times, but sometimes that comes back to bite you, and karma's, like they say, karma's a bitch. So there's Day sitting there on the jury. She's going to be there for a couple of days by herself. Uh, on the bottom, James uh, was my second to the lowest. Uh, I think it's going to be obvious that James needs, James needs to go before Natalie. I think that people are going to start looking at James as a bigger threat versus Natalie. I think James is a guy that they're going to send home before her. I think James is not in that group that he thinks he's in, and he keeps really making stupid moves because James is sleeping through the game. It is not <coughs> – wow, excuse me. He has not paid attention to what's going on. He's been so lost in Natalie, who's not in the game either, that when it comes down to strategy talk and everything else, James has no idea what he's doing. James was a better player last year, uh, or the year that he played, not last year. But how did he play last year? My God. James was a better player in his season. <laughs> That's how much I've forgotten about this guy. But he was a better player in this season than he is this season. And in this season, I think he's playing absolutely awful. You know, the pranks were getting old and everything was getting – now he's hooked up with Natalie, the guy sleeping through this game. His time's coming. He won't be America's favorite this season, I doubt. Uh, and then on my last list, because i got to get out of here, Z, Zakaya, she's always been in my sweet spot. Listen, she's been in my sweet spot for weeks. Now she's finally hit the bottom. She's insecure. Doesn't need to be. She's beautiful. She's a smart girl. But she's she's insecure. She's gotten caught up in this jealousy thing with Polly. Polly's finally gotten fed up with it. He's tired of somebody kind of following him around. She needs to make a commitment to an alliance, and she needs to start trying to win things. She needs to start being involved. She's laid low enough for long enough. Pretty soon you end up being an albatross around somebody's neck. You end up being a problem. You end up being a coattail rider. You end up being the worst thing of all, a floater. And people recognize that, and if you get cut, no one cries over it. I think Z's in a very bad position. It's funny that I wrote these earlier today, but I think Z, James, and, and, and obviously Michelle are in very bad positions. I look for at least one of those to be on the block. I look for at least one or two of them to go home in the double eviction, folks. Listen, it's been a heck of a time with you guys. Thank you so much for coming back. I know we lost you last week, and I'm sorry about that, but it's all corrected. It's been a wonderful night. My two callers, I want to thank them so much. They make this thing, they make this thing rock. You guys on Twitter make it rock when you when you when you uh, mention me in something and we talk and I respond. I always respond to you guys or find the time to at least like what you have to say or retweet it. Uh, I am active. If you like me, I like you. So hit me up on Twitter. Let's talk more. It's going to be a really interesting week with Victor. Thanks guys so much for coming along with me tonight. We'll see you next Thursday as we tackle the next eviction. And next Thursday is going to be awesome because we're going to be talking about double eviction, and that's when things get a little bit crazy. So, folks, I'm Sam. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Big Brother After Show. We'll talk to you next Thursday, folks. Have a great night. Be good to each other. Flurry, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> 
Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Underhanded, unscrupulous, and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother.